Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second edition of Forged in Ohio. My name is Jake Murrin, and I'm the host of this podcast. I hope you all have the time to enjoy the interview in the first episode and some good news. The special guests are not going anywhere on this show. For episode two, joining us on Forged in Ohio is an amateur mixed martial artist from Canton, Ohio. He's only had three fights in his amateur career, but he's won all of them inside the distance, and he's won all of them in this calendar year. It's the one and only Luke McMurtry joining us in studio on Forged in Ohio. Thanks for coming in, and welcome to the show, Luke. Yes, sir, man. I'm pumped. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get right into it. You fight out of Canton, Ohio, which is very close to where I live. So what was your experience like growing up in Ohio and what got you into MMA? Growing up in Ohio, it was cool. You do everyone craps on Ohio. I don't get why. Ohio is cool. I like Ohio. It, uh, I, I enjoyed growing up here. Uh, I went to Jackson High School, which is kind of close to Canton area. Uh, and I wrestled all four years for Jackson and... That, I mean, definitely that's my basis for mixed martial arts. I'm definitely a grappler at heart. But um, wrestling, I, I was never really, I mean, I was okay at wrestling. I was good. I really liked it. And I, I wasn't like, I think I was varsity like my last year. I was never like that, that the guy at wrestling, you know. But I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, like I said, definitely my basis for, for fighting is wrestling. So I have that to, to lean on. I think if I didn't wrestle in high school and I wasn't interested in it, in in high school, I would probably not be a fighter, but um, I got into martial arts. I've always been into MMA, man, like UFC especially. Uh, I've just always been a huge fan ever since. I can't even remember when. I know, no, me and my dad. My dad put me on the UFC. We used to watch uh, Nate Diaz. I think it was in uh, Ultimate Fighter, like four or five, way back when, when he was in the house for Ultimate Fighter. And I was really young, and my dad was would have me come in and watch with him. And I was like, who is this dude, Nate Diaz? Like, he's so dope. He doesn't take crap from anyone. That totally got me into MMA. I definitely credit Nate Diaz for getting me into, into mixed martial arts. But um, I've always been interested in it, and uh, I've always been a huge fan. I just I love fighting. And the thought of actually getting in the cage for me was like, up until the past couple of years, just like, oh, like it was definitely kind of like a cool thought, but I never, I was just like a thought. I never thought something like that would actually happen. And um, a couple years ago, I started getting really into fitness. After I graduated, a couple years after graduating high school, I started getting into fitness, and I started getting into getting in shape. And I had a friend invite me over to Victory. My friend uh, Max Dowd. He trains at Ground Zero. He's a big jujitsu guy. He's a great jujitsu player. Um, he was like, "Hey man, there's this gym, Victory, out in Canton. Want to go check it out? I want you to come with me." And I was just like, uh, I was like, okay, I mean, I might be down. I remember like in my wrestling days, I was in super good shape. And at the time I was like, kind of like getting obsessed with fitness and being in good shape. So I was like, okay, uh, you know, I'd like to go in. I mean, you know, just to get some grappling work, get myself in good cardiovascular shape. So I went with my friend Max. We went in the first day. It was a grappling day. And I just remember they put us in the cage. And as soon as I got in that cage, we were doing like pummeling work, uh, kind of cage work, just like hand fighting and like fighting off the cage. As soon as uh, I got my back put on that cage, and then I was putting Max's back on the cage, I just I felt like I was like this is this is awesome. Just being in here is awesome. Like it was a super cool feeling. 
ever since that day, I was definitely hooked, and I definitely liked going to Victory. Yeah, first of all, I don't understand the Ohio slander either. Some people, <laughs> right? some people love to say they're they can't wait to leave Ohio. They can't wait to get away from Ohio. Hey. I absolutely love it. Yeah, same, so I'm right dude. There with I'll you. rep Ohio to the day I die. Ohio is awesome, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and my next question was going to be about what inspired you to get into MMA, and if there was oh, okay. any fighter that you looked up to. You mentioned Nate Diaz. For were sure. there any other fighters? I know you said you were a fan that you look up to, and that really got you interested in the sport. Uh, I definitely have some fighters I like, but Nate is at the top. I mean, I know, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's one of the greatest by any means, but the thing I like about Nate is that, I mean, dude, you, he, he's old, he, that dude does not quit. Like, no matter, you could get hit, you could hit him as much as you want, and that dude is going to keep coming at you. Like, you have to kill that dude in the cage for to stop him. Like, that's the, that's kind of the, the fighting trait that I admire of him, that I kind of try to emulate myself. It's just like, no matter what, just keep coming at him, you know? So that's def- I definitely look up to Nate Diaz for that. And also, he just doesn't care what anyone says about him. I like that personality. Yeah, for so sure. You can call me a fanboy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> for Nate Diaz, though, a bit of a sidetrack question. Jake sure. Paul, Nate Diaz, seems uh, like it might be in the works. I know. I know. I hate that, dude. I hate that. Jake Paul's an Ohio guy. Yeah, I know. I know. How I, do you feel I, about it? I'm not a huge fan. I don't like Jake Paul. I don't like him. Okay. I, I respect that he's doing, what, he's doing his thing and he's making money, and he seems kind of serious about it i don't like his attitude he's like i was never a connor fan i didn't like connor's attitude and he's like a connor type attitude to me connor mcgregor like a polarizing is. figure yeah just like just trying to talk smack just just because you know he's just doing that he's probably not even serious about all of it he just wants that those views and that likes and all that and whatever and i get it but i mean the dude i mean he could box he's got hands i mean he's took anderson silva to a decision and beat him in a decision just what was it, two weekends ago a weekend ago i don't even yeah. I don't know um, he knocked out Tyron Woodley. I mean, that's he, the dude can definitely box, and I would absolutely be sick to my stomach to see Nate Diaz get knocked out or even lose in any sort of fight to Jake Paul. Like, I would just be sick. And honestly, I don't know how that would go if they would box. I mean, Nate's a great fighter, but, I mean, he in gets boxing, hit a lot. Yeah, he gets boxing, hit a it's lot. a whole new realm, right? Right, right. Well, like, you said you, you train at Victory Mixed Martial Arts in yeah. Canton. What's training at that gym like? What's training at Victory oh, MMA? Dude, it's awesome. I could go on and on, but I, I love it, man. Just the the people there. Uh, my head coach Terry Blackwell, super cool dude. I mean, just he was just very inviting. He's taught me so between him and the and my other coach Drew Schottenheimer. I mean, they've basically taught me everything I know about fighting. Uh, I've gotten super close with Drew uh, over the past year, especially. The people there are just are super cool too, and you get you get so much different kind of fighting styles. There's just such a uh, a dynamic of different fighters there. So especially when it comes to sparring day, you're gonna get you got wrestlers in there, jujitsu players, like Muay Thai guys, kickboxers, boxers. I mean, there's everything there, dude. You, I just feel like I get such good work there, and the people there are savages, and and I'm cool with that. I like the hard sparring, and I don't mind getting hit, and I like to hit. So it's definitely my environment, and yeah, I, I mean, I can't say enough. I love the gym. That'll definitely always be my home gym. I'm open to training anywhere, and I get work at other gyms sometimes, but victory is definitely the home base. You're a wrestler at heart. You said you wrestled in high school. What compelled you to start wrestling in high school? Uh, to start wrestling in high school, I mean, my dad always, he was a collegiate wrestler at a smaller school, but he was always a wrestler when he was younger, so he definitely pushed me, especially in uh, like junior high, he would, he would push me in wrestling. And uh, eventually, I think after junior high, I did stop after junior high when I was young, and I was like, I don't like this anymore. And he was like, okay, you know, whatever you want to do. And I got back into it like my freshman year or something. And so 
I mean, yeah, it was de- I definitely can would attribute that to my dad getting me into it. But uh, I just I like it, man. It gets you in such good shape. And a lot of people made fun of it in high school and like still do. You know, two guys like rat like in singlets. That the uniforms are weird, which I don't understand the uniforms. They should have made us wear cups. But anyways, I don't know, man. I like it. I mean, it was the only sport in high school where you you go out there, and it's you and one other dude and you guys have a headgear on and that's it and you're going at it and trying to score points on each other and like yeah i like that i like the the competitiveness of it sure so you were a wrestler in high school you go to victory mma i gotta ask what were those first couple experiences like in mixed martial arts that were not wrestling in boxing in kickboxing being a wrestler i'm sure that was kind of a a different aspect of the sport that you weren't quite used to oh yeah oh it was hard man i Oh, man, I would show you the videos. I don't even think I have them on my phone anymore, but I have videos of, like, my... It was my first or second week sparring, and it was just atrocious. Atrocious. I could not strike. I mean, this is, that was, this is the first striking I've ever done ever was when I went to victory. But, dude, yeah, it's so much harder. Like, I, I for so long, I would say up until probably, like, several months ago, a couple months ago, after my second fight, I, I couldn't spar anyone without, like clinching at least at some point in the round in the in the round or or grappling in some way like I just felt so uncomfortable not like touching my opponent in some way you know I just I couldn't strike and I think after my second fight and that was the fight I really got hit a lot in and I and I struck a lot in I got way more comfortable just just striking and not feeling like I needed to clinch up all the time so yeah it was it was it was a hard transition uh definitely getting used to getting hit in the face is hard yeah i I mean like i said like just a couple months ago i'm just now starting to not flinch when punches get thrown at me and being able to you know keep my eyes open and eat a punch it's hard man it was a hard transition all three of your fights have taken place at cage thunder Uh, what attracted you to the promotion i'm assuming that you've enjoyed it since you've gone back twice now yeah i love i love the guys there uh scott corbin and randy and those guys who run it i think they do a good job you know it's a local it's a kind of smaller local promotion but they do a really good job there i like the way i was treated it's close to where i live so that's definitely the main reason it's just easy to you know i go i can go drive because they make us weigh in on the same day for amateurs which sucks but whatever, I can go drive there, weigh in, drive like 25 minutes home, and just rest for the rest of the day till I fight. It's nice, and you know I fought guys who have been dri- who have driven from far away, and you know, I, you know it's, you know being being in your own home after you weigh in just to get ready to fight. It's it's definitely nice, and it's close for everyone I know to come watch. Yeah. So that's definitely the reasons I like fighting there. I want to fight again, early next year, and I think it'll definitely be for caged. I would like to get a belt for caged. Talking to Luke McMurtry on Forged in Ohio. Before we get into your fighting career, I noticed last minute before this interview that a nickname was added to your typology page. <laughs> I did. You yeah. now come up as Cool Hand Luke McMurtry. Yeah. So is this indeed your nickname? And if so, what inspired it? I think I'm going with it, man. I couldn't I I'm terrible at thinking of nicknames. Like I couldn't think of one. And yeah, I think I like it, man. Like Cool Hand Luke, like it's a slick nickname. And, and I feel like when I fight. I'm, I, when I go in there, I'm very cool and calm, and I'm collected, and so I feel like it's kind of a, it's a good fit. I'm not even sure how I thought of it. It just kind of came to me at, at some point. It was literally, like you said, it was like a week and a half ago or something, and I was like, yeah, cool hand Luke. I liked that. I couldn't think of anything else, so I was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm cool hand Luke. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, it flows. I can't, I can't blame sure. you there. Let's talk about your first amateur fight last okay. March. What was it like walking into the cage for your first fight, your amateur debut at Cage Thunder? Dude, it was very surreal. I mean, I, I, to even put it into words, 
I've done a lot. Of, I mean, I'm young, but I've done a lot of things so far in this life. I mean, I've, I've skydived, jumped out of a plane. I've shot guns. You know, I've done a lot of adrenaline-filled things because I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I like that stuff. And nothing compares to walking out to that cage. It's just the craziest feeling. It felt like a dream, especially in the moment. Just, like, I almost couldn't get my bearings on what, what I needed to do and, like, to, like, use my training. Like, I was just so caught up in the moment, and especially just being in there and looking around, and there's, like, it was the one of the most packed that event has been too to date uh was my was my uh debut and I was the first fight so just going out there first and looking out and there were so many people I mean to the door dude and it was just such a surreal feeling and then when they they clicked that door shut in the they clicked that cage door shut it's just like that's the most real feeling you can get cuz you're just like okay this is they just locked us in a cage and this other dude's try, about to try <laughs> to hurt me like this is very real right now like it was crazy, man. Especially when we went out and he he said, "All right, let's fight." And I I went out for a split second. I was just like, he I think he threw like a jab or like a one two or something. And I was like, "Oh crap! I need to fight right now." Like I was so caught up in the moment, I was like almost not even in it. And then we clinched up, and yeah. So was there was, added pressure for it being the first fight of the night? I think so. It was so we were. I was supposed to fight that guy in December of last year, and it fell through. And we were. We got put on there as the first fight. So I told Scott, the matchmaker for Cage Thunder, I told Scott Corbin, I was like, let's uh, put put me for first fight again for the next card. I actually messaged the guy, and I was like, hey, because he got sick. It was COVID. And I messaged him, and I said, hey, man, I understand, you know, you're sick, and it is what it is, but you signed a contract. I signed a contract. You owe me a fight. Let's fight on the next card. And he was like, for sure. So I messaged Scott, and I was like, hey, put us for the first fight again. If you can, I would like to be the first fight. Because I think I just got myself so ready to for that mindset. At first, I was freaking out, and then I was like, okay, I'm the first fight. I'm going to go out with there with a bang. I'm going to start the night off right. And I was so ready to be the first fight that, I, I, I yeah, I wanted to do it. The second time around, I was like, yeah, put us first. And you did start the night off, right? You finished sure. that fight early in the first round via knockout. Yeah. What did it feel like to deliver that type of performance in your first career fight? Uh, definitely felt good. I know a lot of my friends were probably worried. My family was worried. So it felt good. I mean, I don't think he, he, he might have landed a, a hit or two on me. He didn't really land anything on me, though, so I didn't take any damage. So it felt good to just go out there and and, uh, and get the win and not take any damage. And it was a good first fight for me, for sure. I, it felt awesome, man. Awesome. I mean, definitely after I won, just walking around and celebrating in the cage was just like, I feel like I'm a UFC fighter right now. Like, this is awesome. And I mean, I know what it is. It's local amateur fighting. But, dude, it, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah, on top of the world, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You fought Matt Dugan in May at Cage Thunder 15, just two months after your debut. It looked like you were caught in a guillotine in the third round of that fight before you won via KO. You were able to escape perfectly by fighting the hands, but how tight was that submission attempt? Dude, tight, tight. Because I've been put in a guillotine in all three of my fights, Yeah. and that one was the only one where he really had both of his legs around my waist. And, I mean, it was tight, and he... It was so dumb because right before that, I, I, I we were throwing hands, and I, I rocked him with just a crazy shot from my waist. I threw one crazy shot and rocked him, and then I put him on the cage and took him down. I don't know why I did that. I wish I would have stayed standing, but whatever. I took him down, and yeah, he put me in that guillotine. It was so tight, and I remember as I fell into the guillotine, I just got like two fingers, two fingers right on my neck in between the choke, and I was kind of laying there for a second, and I was like, Dude, this is tight. Like, am I about to? Am I gonna lose this fight? I was thinking for a second. I was like, I'm. I might have to lose this fight. And I was like, you know what? It's the third round. I've been doing all right. I'm just gonna. I'm. If he puts me to sleep, he puts me to sleep. I'm gonna try and fight it. So I just had those two fingers in, and I was 
trying to fight, fight, and he he was already tired. I knew he was tired, and I think he just gassed himself out trying to get that choke, and I just worked my hand up underneath his arm, and once I got all my fingers under his arm, I was like, okay, I'm getting out of this. And I was able to just twist his hand, like you said, fight the hands and get out of it. And But, yeah, to answer your question, I, I was, it, was, it was a puckered moment for me. It was yeah. a tight choke, man. And I knew right when I got out of it, I was like, okay, this is it. He's dead tired. Finish it now. That's a wild story. Just two fingers yeah, saved you from fi- I, a win real, or a man. potential loss. And then to knock him out the way you did. Right. I mean, what was there even more adrenaline in that moment? Because oh, you yeah. almost got submitted and then you knock out a guy. Absolutely, dude. As soon as I got out of that choke, I knew because he, I, I was like, dude, you're done. And because he, he wasted so much energy trying to get that, which I understand that was kind of his last ditch effort. But yeah, dude, as soon as I got out of that, I was like, all right, fist to face. Let's put this guy out. I'm ending this. All right, well, let's talk about your last fight on October 1st. Absolutely. Roughly a month ago, you won in the first round via North-South Choke, a submission that is rarely seen in mixed martial arts. Walk me through that finish. It was, th- that choke is it's not a common choke. I love that choke, though. Um, like you probably saw if you watched, I'm sure you probably did. He was able to turn me over. I literally just got on full mount, and I got my head out, and I was like, all right, time to start pounding. I got like two or three shots off, and he... Uh, like just use the cage to flip me over. So I was like, crap, I'm in guard. I got him in my guard. I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's, let's try to work here. And he immediately starts trying to get out of my guard and his weight was shifting so far over. And I heard my dude, my, my coach drew, he was like, wait, check his weight. And his weight was so far over. So I just bridged up and flipped. And as soon as I flipped, I just felt myself fall into that choke. And I was like, okay. And that choke actually to finish that choke, you're not supposed to have an arm in. It's supposed to be just a, a neck choke. And I had his arm in, but it was tight, and I, I could feel his neck. I could feel his chin, like, up over my arm. So I was like, okay, let's just try and get this for a second and see what happens. I wasn't fully committed to that choke, and I kind of sunk into it, kind of felt it out a little bit, started squeezing tighter, and I kind of heard him gurgle a little bit. And I was like, oh, we got this choke. And I saw I fell into it more and started squeezing as hard as I could, and, and I felt his hand come up, and I was like, he's about to tap, and he tapped. And, yeah, I was happy with it, man. It was a good I, – I, it was my first submission – uh, uh, victory, so it was cool. Uh, it's completely not how I planned for that fight to go, but hey, man, first round finish, I'll take it. Yeah, especially by North South, like like I said, yeah. I was just in awe of that transition. Like you said, the with the body weight and the core strength that that must have took for you to flip position and land his head right in your arm to finish that choke. Did you kind of know, hey, I'm gonna get this fight finished, and then you? celebrated like crazy after the fight (laughs) you said i couldn't make it quite out in the video but you said this was my house or something along those lines what was that moment like um it was awesome dude because i know a lot of people and even my coaches my coaches totally believed in me that's why they i run every fight by them and they were like yeah take this fight but i think they even were a little skeptical about this fight i mean briar briar cato he's a good fighter he was ranked on topology what 11th i think featherweight or before that before this fight happened that is so they were definitely, I mean, they knew that he was going to fight his butt off, and they were, like, I think maybe a little bit skeptical about me taking it. But I was like, dude, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to beat this guy. So getting that first-round victory, taking, like, almost no damage felt so good. And, yeah, I was going <laughs> I was going around, and I was like, that's what I do. That's what I do. Because That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's what I do because I do. That's just what I am, and I'm a grappler, and I, and I, and I'm a, I'm a, I submit people, and that's what I'm good at. And I want to be a striker, and I have definitely gotten better at striking, and I like striking. I like standing and banging, but, I mean, that's yeah, – I'm just naturally a grappler. Just like you said, like that uh, transition 
uh, that reversal, I, dude, it was just, it was just like, in, I, I'm just really good at feeling people's leverage, and I felt his leverage, I felt his weight shift in that quick, that second I felt his weight shift, I just was able to flip him. So that's kind of what that celebration was about. Just, I mean, that's what I am, and I'm a grappler. And yeah, like I said, the game, the that wasn't how I planned for it to go. I was planning to stand and bang with him. I was really ready for a war. I was ready to get bloody and everything, but uh, I don't know. That's just how it went, I guess. And I'm cool with it. I know Dugan landed some strikes against you in your second oh, fight, sure. but have you even experienced and felt real power inside a cage yet? Power, I feel I feel like, I mean, I'm a big 145-er, um, so I feel like I at least match, if not was stronger than everyone I've fought so far. But I'm not going to lie, Matt Dugan hit me with some, with some fire in there. I mean, uh, in the first round, he knocked me down. Um... He definitely hit me the hardest I've been hit, and I mean he he was a he was a decent. I think we were the same height. He might have been a little skinnier than me. He was decently strong, but uh, yeah, man, definitely he's hit me the hardest I've been hit so far, and that was also the first time I've been hit hard with four ounce gloves, and that is it's different. It's different from getting hit with boxing gloves. Even the set the little we use like seven ounce hybrid gloves when we when we do like MMA sparring, and they have like a it's like an MMA glove, but there's like a kind of like a pad over it. And so that was the first time I've gotten really rocked with a four ounce glove, and it's 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 crazy, man, for sure. It's like getting hit with like a, a bat, honestly. <laughs> like it's just like every time you get hit hard, it's like a white flash, and yeah, it's something crazy for sure. How does someone in your position get used to that? I, I couldn't imagine being in there getting used to a four ounce glove that feels like somebody's hitting you with a baseball bat. <laughs> right, you know? right. It's uh, I don't know. I think just uh. Well, first of all, when you're in there, it's the adrenaline for sure. Like, you know, feel if you feel yourself getting hit, you're getting hit really hard. Because most of the times I got hit hard, I, I, I mean, I felt it, but it wasn't like pain. It was just kind of like that white flash, but that adrenaline just kind of kept me going. And uh, after he hit me a couple times in the face hard, I was just like, okay, like, that that sucked. It sucked, but, uh, I mean, you know, I could do this. I can take some damage. Like, it was kind of like, okay, like, this is what it is. This is what it is to stand and bang and take a little bit of damage. I will say, though, when you're on the ground and you get hit, it's way worse. Because if, especially if you're underneath them, like, uh, and there's just nowhere for your head to go, but it's just already on the canvas and you get hit, that's the worst. That's when it feels like you're getting hit with, like, a bat low-key. Because, I mean, just no recoil for your head to go back. It's It's something crazy. Once again, this is Luke McMurtry with us on Forge in Ohio. Since all of your fights have been finished inside the distance, you've been able to fight three times this year. Is that part of your strategy as an amateur fighter to stay active? Yeah, oh, for sure. You'll hear more about me for sure. I'm going to be active. I'm definitely done for the year. I'm fat and happy right now, so <laughs> I, I plan to stay that way for the year. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, Cage was doing another card in March, and I'm definitely trying to get on that. So I will definitely be active. I wanted to fight four times this year. I fought three times, so that's cool. I'd like to fight four times next year. Um, and there's a lot of good uh, featherweight fights going on on the caged December card. So definitely some, some people, some opportunities to get some fights in for the, the following card. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have your eyes on that card. Who wants to cut weight during Thanksgiving and up right. to Christmas anyway? So yes. I completely understand that. How much weight do you have to cut to to make weight and get in there? Um, I usually walk around anywhere between 65 and 70, so like 20 to 25 pounds. And, yeah, it, it kind of sucks, but uh, I don't know. I don't mind it as much as I think the people around me mind it. <laughs> I think 
because you know I'm a little grumpy when it's going on, and I know it's hard probably for my family, and my my girlfriend hates it, dude. She hates it. Yeah, like last time I was cutting weight, she was like, I was like a week out, and she was like, oh, I'm just so ready for this to be over. And I was like, yeah, how do you think I feel? I'm the one cutting the weight. like. <laughs> right. But they're all super supportive, though, so it's it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure meals change, everything changes oh, yeah. in your life. I saw uh, your post on Instagram on your updated ranking among active amateur featherweights in the state of Ohio. Before your last fight, you were 22nd, and now you're ranked 8th. What do you think of that, and is your goal to make it to the top? Dude, it it feels pretty good. It feels really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't plan on going down, man. So uh, there's definitely a couple names around my rankings of people who I would like to fight. Um, but yeah, it feels good. It feels good too because the people who have supported me, not I mean the people in my gym have supported me the most for sure. But you know my friends, my family, just they can be like, yeah, my. My friends, you know, number eighth in the state right now. Like that feels good to me. I like to be able to, to, to have people be proud of me and to be proud of myself. So uh, yeah, I'm proud of it for sure. When do you think you you'll turn pro, and what's your ultimate goal in your fighting career? I de- I definitely want to go pro. That's definitely the goal. As for timing, I just don't know. You know, I've been training, I've been going at it hard ever since I started, but I started probably like two years ago. So I'm still a little bit green in the sport, but uh, I don't know. Definitely next couple of years, I would hope. You know, I definitely need some more amateur experience for sure. But um, yeah, definitely going pros is the goal, and uh, I would like to take it as far as I can. I mean, I love it as far as my life is going right now. I mean, I have a steady paying job in that, but I mean, I don't have a whole lot else going for me, and and I love doing this. So I would like to take it as far as my body will let me, as far as God will let me, uh, as far as I can. Yeah, I'll take it there. I, I would lo- I would love to get I get so envious of uh like elite fighters who just get paid to fight and you know they earn that it's, it, it, I get it but just just to 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 have all you need to worry about is just training would be would be like a dream come true to me and just to get paid to do that you know would be awesome because it is hard to balance out training with like having a regular life like a nine to five and that too it's super hard man so I'm definitely envious of of those elite fighters who, you know, all they got to worry about is their nutrition, their health, and just training and fighting. I mean, that that would be a, a ideal end goal for me. I'm realistic, so I'm, I don't know. I'll take it as far as I can, but that would be definitely ideal for me. What do you think you need to achieve in the rest of your amateur career before you go pro? Is it just experience? Is it gaining more skill set in certain mixed martial arts? What do you think? Definitely just really just experience, you know. I want to fight all kinds of different fighters. I just don't want to make that switch before I'm not ready. You know, I've seen people have definitely done that before they're not ready, and then it goes it goes badly for them. And then once you, I mean, you can't go back. <laughs> once you go pro, you can't, I mean, that's, you know, that's a step up in competition. You're not fighting anyone worse. And that's how it is, I mean, in general, you know, you're not ever, especially once you get some wins under your belt, you're not going back down in competition. So I just want to be ready. I want to, even in, even being an amateur, I want to get better between every fight. I don't want to take fight after fight like some of these guys do. And, you know, I'm not hating on anyone. Everyone does their thing. But I, I don't take fights that too often because I want to be noticeably better between each fight. So, yeah, really mainly just experience, just uh, uh, gaining a better skill set, adding to the skill set, you know, different weapons, sharpening the swords, that kind of thing. You said you're going to be off in December potentially yes. March, is that when fans can experience Cool Hand, Luke McMurtry, and All His Glory next? Yes, yes. Definitely plan on March. 
providing we find an opponent. But like I said, there's a lot of featherweight fights going on in December. So, yeah, I would plan on March. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm active too, man. I'm still in the gym every other day, if not every day. So, But, but yeah, I'm going to be fat and happy in December for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I'm certainly looking forward to that. Lastly, where can fans find you on social media and follow your career? Um, follow me on, if you want to follow me, I would look me up on Facebook is definitely, because that's really all I use Facebook for is just kind of fight stuff. So Facebook's the best place to find me at Luke McMurtry. Um, my Instagram handle, I think Luke.Nukem145 is my Instagram handle. Yeah, keep up with me, man. I, I promise this is not the last you'll hear me. Definitely keep up with Luke McMurtry. Well, thank you again for coming in. Before I let you go, I actually need one last thing from you that is going to be a staple of Forged in Ohio. It's a quick chant that I'm sure you know very well. Absolutely. O-H-I-O. Thank you, man. Yes, thank sir. you for the time, Luke. Good luck in training. I look forward <laughs> you, to seeing your next fight, and I hope to get to talk to you again then. Dude, yes. Let's do it. That was Luke McMurtry, an amateur featherweight fighter that I see a lot of potential in. And that will be the end of the second episode of Forged in Ohio. Thank you to Luke again for the time, and hopefully we can get him back on the show closer to his next fight. For next week, I have another interview planned with an amateur fighter who won his debut at Caged Thunder 17. Until then, share and subscribe to this podcast. I've been your host, Jake Murren, and this was Forged in Ohio.